millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Even on a budget? Quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of, of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. This is Four Center. And with me, as always, I am more with them than they are with me now. It's <laughs> Joseph Scribshaw and Jennifer Landa. I like your reimagining of uh, the lyrics of I Am the Walrus. Right? <laughs> getting, getting pretty close. I am he and they are they. We are them and they are us. We are all together. We are. 
I uh, I had a horrible the force. horrible night's sleep, and this coffee's <laughs> keeping me afloat. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Oh. I don't know what it is. What I think were you thinking about right before bed? Red Dead Redemption. Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. I've got to stop this game. Yeah, you were you weren't <laughs> sleeping. You were riding a horse, I getting was, shot at. Because I've paused the game. Yeah. Story wise, eighty eight percent of the story. And that's a long investment. Yeah. Now I'm just searching for dinosaur bones. <laughs> oh, my gosh. i got to get this game. I know. It sounds so oh good. Oh, gosh. And then I found there's some secret. There's, and there's scary stuff. Oh, and I you bet. guys know I get scared yeah. easily. So there's some ghosty stuff. Oh, there's really? Like Are there some, some ghosts in the old mine shafts? Yeah, they're in, in the bayou. There's All right. Ghosts. Okay. Have you tried so taking their masks cool. off to see if it's just an old caretaker? <laughs> <laughs> Would have been would have got away with it. You and a horse and <laughs> a secret. Lousy cowboys. I, I won't tell you where if you're gonna pledge it, but there's a yeah. secret cave where maybe the devil's in it. Ah, uh, nice. And nice. I <laughs> stumbled onto that, that at like midnight. Oh my god! And gosh. I'm extra scared. So oh, that's that so might great. be. I want to go to Devil Cave. <laughs> it's that literally that. I'll sell you my nice. soul. So we always so like to catch guitar. up our on our adventures. That's my adventure. <laughs> Trying to wow. sleep while that, dreaming a Red yeah. Dead Redemption. That and I got killed by Grievous in Battlefront 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. Which uh, is good. Yeah, I made you? some time to pay Battlefront 2 yeah. this weekend. It was great. I got a little bit more quality time with Obi-Wan. So you great. have Obi-Wan, right? Yeah. You, you got the credits stored up. Oh, I got, yeah, I got a lot of the credits stored up. Okay. Yeah, because I, I had a, a while there that I would describe as a problem. Uh, <laughs> we don't need to reflect on that now. I've moderated <laughs> my use. Uh, but yeah, I got to play Obi-Wan Kenobi a little bit more. Yeah. And I got to hear my new favorite thing that he Uh-oh. says. You know how they, uh, in the Heroes versus Villains, they react to who they're near. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, and Kylo Ren came up behind me, and I turned around to face him, and then Obi-Wan said, that lightsaber looks like it was made by a child. It's oh, real burn. salty. Great, great <laughs> delivery by James Arnold Taylor. Real salty. That's awesome. <laughs> that is spectacular. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, every time, every time, and I was streaming it, uh, it this weekend. I when I played it, and, and people were like, "Play heroes and villains. Play heroes and villains." I just so love Galactic Assault. But I was on st- the mode strike, yeah. and I finally was on Naboo, and I got to the the hallway where the mall Qui Gon. And then I jumped, I fell off the ledge and died. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. These things happen. I was Obi-Wan in Naboo, in right. the power generator area, and I was being chased by Maul, Grievous, and Vader at the same time. And it's like, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi's stress dream. <laughs> wow. <laughs> everything. That's intense. Yeah, everything. Uh, any other wonderful adventures, Joseph? Oh, just that I saw Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, ah, I want to see that. Which, if people uh, haven't checked it out, I think they should. And as always, it's just, it's amazing to see all the connections in pop culture. Right. Because it is, it, it shares a lot with like I think the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. Without spoilers, mm-hmm. it is about generational conflict, and the whole movie is about digging down to the core while also celebrating the new. Of like, it mm-hmm. so celebrates just the absolute core of mm-hmm. why is Spider Man awesome, but then does it in all these dynamic, exciting, diverse new ways. That's mm-hmm. great. It made me think of Star Wars, and it made me happy. That's great. And of course, it's now being used as an argument against Solo, which yeah, is my I know. favorite thing. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, because of the Lord and Miller thing. Yeah. 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 I already had yeah. that uh, that uh, <laughs> discussion. I won't say fight. I already had that discussion <laughs> in my mind. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Can we all just enjoy things that are good? It's great. <laughs> it's great. I love that. I don't. I won't even yeah, get yeah. into the. It's the, I, the style of humor is great. I don't personally think it would. It's beautiful for an animated Spider-Man film. Yeah. I don't think it would have been a match for Solo. Right. 
Right. Just my right. opinion. And you can always check out Joseph's uh, reviews on Instagram and Twitter with emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my deep felt emoji reviews. <laughs> Even when I don't anyway. don't see the movies or haven't seen the movies, I'm always trying to follow the plot along with just what <laughs> little symbols are there. Right, right. Jennifer? Yeah. Uh, I don't think... You know what I... When my daughter uh, stumbled upon my, my Lego collection, Ooh. she's been trying to play with the Gorilla Walker. No, no, no. That went high up on the shelf. So right. I gave her a little ray. I couldn't find my Porg and Luke, but she's been playing with uh, Ray, Poe Dameron, Lego min- minifigures, uh, and some random stormtroopers, some Jawas. Ooh. She's having a blast building them. They're having d- dinner together, I discovered. <laughs> I was like, well, this is a Motley crew. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. I got to yeah. get her some more sets. Because she's just, you know, randomly building with these yeah. blocks. But it's really cool to see. Being, like, actually creative. Yeah. yeah. It was really fun. And yeah. I, I felt I felt proud of myself that I, that I let her use them. My husband's like, oh, those are Mama's Legos. And I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Here you go. Here you child. go. Face the, the ultimate challenge: yeah. giving the toys to the children. Yeah, mind of a child. The mind. I do. I do kind of miss the just the a tub of random Lego right bricks. Yeah, yeah, they're it's good. Fun. Yeah, it's great that it could be Vader's castle, which is awesome that I just saw. But I love Ooh. that it could just be you can put them together and make anything. Yeah, beautiful Absolutely. little dinner table. Little dinner table. <laughs> A lot of fun there. We're ready to get into the main uh, topic. Almost. We're going to talk about casting The Mandalorian. But first, I want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash force center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we're going to have our force center recommends an audiobook we want you to check out. So let's dive into the news first. And then after that, we're going to talk about, well, the biggest story of, of the news last week or so was the casting of the Mandalorian. It's our time to sit down and discuss it. But there's some other things we need to get to. Mm-hmm. StarWars.com did an awesome interview with the author of the new Star Wars Archives book. His name is Paul Duncan. This book is 600 pages long, and it gives readers uh, kind of a fly-on-the-wall perspective during the making of the original trilogy. Author Paul Duncan had unrestricted access to more than four decades' worth of Star Wars archives. He spent a year researching and then he interviewed George Lucas himself to get an oral history of those early days. Duncan said George still loves Star Wars. Quote, he's gone into so much detail about every aspect of the background and the history and different characters and vehicles and devices, and we're just seeing the surface of them in the movies, end quote. The book is available now, so be sure to check out the interview. Um, It's also filled with lots of gems. Do you guys think, just hearing about how much George has in the archives. I'm, are they going to explore this, mine this content for future films, or is it kind of like, well, it's off limits? Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I just was curious about that. Yeah, I mean, great. it Point. seems like Filoni is in touch in Lucasfilm right. in general. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. And it seems like that, uh, I feel like we've heard reports, maybe I'm making this up, but it makes sense that they would just go and say, like, hey, we want this kind of ship. Do you have anything? Mm, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. right. And they're certainly doing that with all of the illustrations, but I can see how them going to George for advice, not like showing George a script and getting his thumbs up. Yeah, right. Yeah. But just saying, like, yeah, we're, we're doing this kind of race. Mm. You know, we're, we're finally featuring the Rodians more. What do you think about the Rodians? Mm-hmm. And just getting his brain download, it seems like that yeah. kind of thing might go on. 
Right. Seems it, possible. He just talked about, the author talked about like the world building that George yeah. has done and really how passionate he still is about Star Wars, which was neat to hear, I guess. I, I think that's one of the, it's nice to hear that George still <gasps> likes Star Wars on any level there, but um, I love, yeah, when you kind of hit those veins and you see clips or read articles where George just has it all in his brain. It's it's I, I love to hear hearing that because it's not just that he sat down to write. Eh, I just wrote a you know drag race movie. Let me write a Flash Gordon and move on. Like this is in him, and it grew. And I was reading it. Did stumble? I stumbled onto something about Darth Maul and his return and how Filoni was like that was George's idea and some of the stuff he had heard before. But to really hear it from Filoni, be like, yeah, no, he was like, I got this. You're gonna love it, but mm. you got to figure it out. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this stuff is still in him, in his soul. Yeah, it's him. And also, I thought it was interesting that they're releasing this book. At first, I was like, oh, you know, another making a book, but this right, right. sounds oh. like it's like a director's commentary in book form. Add yeah. to cart. Add to cart. And already oh. some of those photos, right? That yes, the one that got spread all over the internet of Carrie Fisher oh. in her indoor dress yes. with the thumbs up. We're like, looking yeah. like a hitchhiker. How did I I must have missed it? It's I missed it because photo. I was looking for dinosaur pounds on a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna look that now, up. If you could find photos of Carrie Fisher, uh <laughs> unreleased publicity stills in yeah. those caves in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Beauty. Great. Wow. So cool. Yeah, definitely. Star Wars Resistance is taking a little holiday break, but have no fear. Resistance shorts are here as of December 10th. <laughs> 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 this totally sounded like Resistance shorts we can wear. I know. I was, yeah, that's exactly well, right. Well, oh, good. Yeah, why not? Good holiday <laughs> gift. Uh, as of December 10th, 12 shorts featuring Kaz, Tora, Tam, Flix, and Orca, Hype, Niku, the Aces, and more will debut throughout December on Disney Channel. Oh, the Disney Channel YouTube. Star Wars Resistance will return with new episodes in January 2019 on the Disney Channel. What a nice surprise for Star Wars fans. But why do you think Disney did this? And it seems like they're kind of pushing the YouTubes lately, the YouTubes. doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I, th I think somewhere along the way they must have made the what seems like a good decision of, like, if we're going to keep kids hooked, they have to be on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Se several of the Resistance episodes are on YouTube. Oh. as well. Uh -huh. So I think they've just made the marketing decision that that's where kids live if we want to get them hooked on Star Wars Young. Right. This is where to be. Right. Uh, the little shorts are great. Are they? I haven't watched yeah, them Yeah, again, uh, man, There's it, this one's just like a minute and 15 seconds. So go look for the, the uh, I think it's the search for Kaz. Mm, okay. It's just BB-8 in the, the cute pet Buggles bumping into each other. Oh my gosh. And like just... <laughs> The the dog thing. It's not a dog. I forgot. I wrote its name down before. The character's name is Buggles. It's just him like sniffing BB-8 and BB-8's little lens fogging up. It's like it's like I was watching this like I like this, but mostly I like this for Jennifer Landa because <laughs> she needs to watch this. I need to watch it. Okay. <laughs> we all, we all have those moments. Yeah. That weirdo for me in Solo. This right. and that. yeah. Uh, I still have to check it out. What you're describing is great. What what you're describing almost. Sounds like I need to redo that little uh, cutest moments in Star Wars list I yeah. just put together. Uh, <laughs> put that on there absolutely. as well. Buggles, yeah. Uh, yeah, and as far as the YouTube thing, it definitely seems like they know this is not not just YouTube, but the internet in the future, uh, the galaxy of adventures things. Um, uh, spearheaded by James Waugh and, and I think Scott Bromley has something to do with that too. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, they know, they know. Yeah. We, we got to hook them young. <laughs> hook them young. Yeah. Get them where they Star live. Wars and cigarettes. <laughs> hook them young. It'll be interesting to see when the streaming service comes along and how they're going to navigate that. It does kind of seem yeah. like it's two, it's two separate things. 
in some sense. Yeah, it seems like maybe they have made that. Like, okay, we're going to really try to hook the kids on the old YouTube, and then we're going to go for a grizzled weirdos on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For the adults. (laughs) Yes. So, speaking of grizzled... No, he's not a weirdo. (laughs) Grizzled. (laughs) 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 That's just my job. I can't do segues. Mark Hamill (laughs) is returning as Luke Skywalker in Episode 9, but right now he is in Prague filming the History Channel's Nightfall. Entertainment Weekly caught up with the actor, and naturally, Hamill shared some new details about Episode 9's script security. He said that they're going to fly the rewrites over with somebody from the company. They'll give him the pages, wait for him to read it, and then take the rewrites back. Obviously, he's not allowed to keep the script overnight and is printed on dark red paper, which if you try to photocopy it, would render the pages as black and unreadable. Hamill has already spent a week filming on episode nine and will return for more shooting while he's working on Nightfall. Loose lips, lips sink star ships. <laughs> but what do you think about the scoop being given to Entertainment Weekly, which has a history of kind of being like a... A publicity arm mm-hmm. for Lucas. Yeah, film. I thought this was interesting that this suddenly kind of it seemed like kind of random. I suppose. Mm. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, was it Anthony Bresnikan? It was not. Okay. Yeah. Mm. This might seem like just uh, uh, Mr. Hamill uh, choosing to say some stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just as, he, uh, as he's wont to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like. Yeah. He's he's so great, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, I love everything he says, and I think this revelation of his shooting schedule is. Yeah. is is interesting. Yeah. I try never to look into that because, you know, a day worth of shooting can be three meaty scenes. We don't know, you know, yeah. so three, four weeks, it's still it's still a lot. But yeah, I don't know. It got yeah. me thinking. A week. Yeah. Already. Already. That's a, lo- that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. A week already and then more unless it's reshoots yeah. already. Uh-huh. Uh, says the revised lines, maybe it could be. Mm-hmm. But he said he hasn't f- shot most of his stuff yet. Right. 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 Which would suggest it is not revisions. I don't know. It got me excited because it, it feels like if it, if he if Luke Skywalker was just going to sit on a log and give Ray some thoughts, that that could be a week of shooting. Mm-hmm. This made me excited that maybe there's going to be this more advanced version of her Force Ghost. Mm, that's cool. that has some action action to it. Or if it's not sitting on a log, it's at a table. Yeah, <laughs> Force Ghost takes, it takes longer to shoot at a table than a log. That's just <laughs> yeah. It yeah. does. Yeah. And and all the security stuff, it is it is obviously I get it and it's necessary. It's necessary because we have blogs, you know, sneaking set photos and all this kind of stuff. So I, I get it. But uh, I I am in that generation where I would want a paper in my hand so I can make notes and yes. get through it. And I think we're all oh yeah, you know, we're all like that. I here. would create a cheat sheet, <laughs> yeah, and then just never tell anyone about it. How can you focus on your performance if you can't have this this physical script? It's really tough. I mean, it's really tough. I don't know. I mean, do you think the same thing happens with Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley, who have obviously, I'm sure, a lot more scenes, a lot more dialogue? I, that's a great question. Do they have to just learn it all on set? That's just crazy to me. I, oof. Yeah, I mean, uh, some of it might get drilled in by rehearsals. Ah, that's because, true. Because, like, in, in the Direction of the Jedi, we saw that, like, they're right. rehearsing in, what, Brian Johnson's backyard or something? Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so some of it so might just like be... A- yeah. Like a play. Almost. Yeah. Right. All yeah. right. Well, and they're professionals. So. I know. Give me my physical media and my physical <laughs> scripts. <laughs> so that's going to do it for the news this week. Hey, short week of news, kind of, in terms yeah. of the other headlines, which we go through these weird cycles mm-hmm. lately. And it just when you think 
We're quiet, and we're going to be talking about uh, Buggles some more in detail. Uh, <laughs> Disney or Iger drop something even more. I there. can do an hour on Buggles. I can do it. <laughs> I, I can think, do it. Yeah, I think we need to. Now. We've like been doing it. those deep dives on characters. <laughs> deep dive on Buggles. And I was on Twitch the other day kind of asking people, like, who else do you want to see? And some great answers. No one said Buggles, but we're going to add Buggles to the list. <laughs> you didn't ask for it, but you're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> the story of Buggles. story of Buggles. Some of the big news was the casting of The Mandalorian. We finally know a lot of things confirmed. We're going to dive into that. But before we do we want to recommend an audiobook just for you that you can try on us joseph what do we got we are going to recommend the solo novelization by mer lafferty because if you're feeling like oh it's december i wish solo had come out in december it can come into your ears right now <laughs> via this magic of audio Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Absolutely great novel. Check it out. Download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash force center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audio book. Uh, I, I still want to... I'd love to get a chance to sit down with her because that L3 stuff, which was interesting mm. and comfort, she that's her profile picture. Uh, she said that's her favorite character in Star Wars. Yeah. And I think more what you had said, Joseph, but I think she was making some sort of statement on the character. You know, we never got a chance to come around to this. She yeah. said on a panel, I think at Dragon Con, might have mm. been New York Comic Con, but she confirmed that it, that this was her way to to process what happened to L3 and that she meant it as a, as a positive. Mm. There you go. Of... There you go. Coming to peace. Coming to peace. Yeah. Interesting. Yep, Love it. Choice. Love it. So check it out. Check it out. All right. This, a lot of this, it, the, the casting the Man- Mandalorian is a story here. Uh, Joseph's got to, you, you come up with some great questions here to really look at this in a, in a different way. But also it's just fun because a lot of this has been rumored. Yeah. This has been a heavily rumored cast. <laughs> and now pretty much it's all true and we can finally really dive in. Yeah. The actual Lucasfilm announcement was like, oh, all of these rumors plus a couple of other ones that I think we hadn't heard as much, correct? Definitely. There were a couple surprises. All right, so here's the list in case you haven't been on the internet in the last week. Confirmed, Pedro Pascal is the Mandalorian. And then uh, Gina Carano that we've heard about as well. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, famous from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Uh, Emily Swallow, who people might know, uh, she had a longer run on Supernatural. She's been in a lot of one of these actors who's been in like one of everything from the last five or 10 years, Mm. but has a huge background in theater. Mm. And uh, yeah, like she was at the Guthrie in my hometown of Minneapolis, which was Mm. like a big, very important theater. Theater. Uh, Yes, exactly. With R E Uh, (laughs) Carl Weathers, who we all know from Arrested Development and nothing else. (laughs) Jokes, just jokes. Omid Abtahi, uh, who is also one of these actors who has been in two to three episodes of everything you've seen in the right. last decade and a half. I knew him from uh, 24, uh, Homeland. He had wow. a stint on American Gods. He also voiced a couple random characters in the Clone Wars animated series, including a Mando Commando. <laughs> so I thought yeah. that was a really cool connection. Oh, that's great. Uh, and then Nick Nolte, who we know from mm-hmm. uh, Our Dreams and Nightmares and just <laughs> <laughs> being imprinted on the American psyche. <laughs> and I think the the real surprise, Werner Herzog, right? Yeah, uh, right. Famous uh, filmmaker and occasional actor. <laughs> and just generally uh, interesting human being yeah. with a, a focus on, uh, you know, the jokes about the pain of trees and his... <laughs> Movies about uh, finding the emotions in many things. Yeah. Werner Herzog. So that is our lineup. Uh, all individually interesting and altogether fascinating. So my first question is, which one of these characters do you think will play a grizzled bartender? Because mm. at least one of them has to play <laughs> Wu Hare's child, yeah. cousin, brother. Right? Bob, Bob Hare. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean... Fifty percent of the cast. I mean, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's right. so funny. It's like all of them fit that bill. Not all of them. Not but all of them. I, but I, 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 Emily Swallow doesn't seem like Akmena Junior. But uh, <laughs> uh, but maybe she could pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Nolte, Herzog, uh, Weathers. Yes. So that that's a bit of a joke question. My first actual question is just 
Oh, I was ready to really oh, answer. If you that. want, no, if you no, have no, an actual no, no. bartender answer, no, no. please. I fear no one. <laughs> I fear too. I'd be mad if there's not a bartender. Mm-hmm. What are your general reactions to the cast, and who are you most excited about or for, <laughs> Jennifer? <laughs> you know, this is like it's just random, and I, and I guess what I've immediately thought of is okay. Put this in perspective. We know there's going to be a lot of CGI characters, or at least that's kind of what's been teased. Yeah, some aliens. So I'm like, these are probably the voices. Um, yeah, like, like, like we're not going to be seeing them on screen. How many say. faces are we going to see? Right, yeah. exactly. So then when I start narrowing that down, I'm like, well, all right. I am interested. Mm. I'm really excited about Pedro Pascal. I think he's going to be great. I love Giancarlo Esposito. He is amazing, obviously, as Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Obviously, Better Call Saul. Emily Swallow, I looked her up and I was like, oh, she's a she's a solid actor. Yes, she is an actor. She is an actor. And that got me excited, even though I'm not familiar with her. Carl Weathers is is a legend. And it's, I was looking online and there's a lot of men who have mm. strong reactions to a lot of these. these. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because I don't have as much connection to it, but I'm intrigued. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about mm-hmm. you, Ken? Who are you excited by general reaction? Well, as 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 you know, a Game of Thrones nut, Pedro Pascal in Star Wars. Wow. I mean, yeah. Couldn't top that. Then Carl Weathers got cast. <laughs> and I'm I mean, it's Predator, it's Rocky, right. it's Happy Gilmore. Right. Yeah. For me. It, it this is then Arrested Development just took him to a new level mm-hmm. of this weird cult. Of Carl Weathers. <laughs> yeah. It's, he doesn't get fully it. appreciated as a sort of, uh, I, I, I want to say like a, a rock type persona who is yeah. basically the thing that he is and then also successfully parodies the thing that he is <laughs> yes. without undercutting any of his own dignity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's just like, you know, even going back to being like Action Jackson. Right. You know, of just like, he is both an action hero in yeah. this really charming joke of an action hero. Yeah. And, and, and exactly right. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's, it's pandering or taking away. Just, it's, it's, it's him having just fun. It shows yeah. personality. Yeah. That, and layers. So I am, I am legitimately really excited. Um, Nolte's weird. Herzog's weird in a good way. Uh, the characters, I, I, I'm one of the only people who've never seen Breaking Bad, but everyone's really excited for Giancarlo Esposito. So, and even Gina Carano, who I, I know isn't as a, a strong performers, maybe some of the other ones, her presence and and what she's done and what she could bring is is, is what we think the character. And mm-hmm. she could be the bartender. Yeah, you know who? Let's not <clears throat> typecast her as as a big baddie. Yeah, you she, don't have to be grizzled to ten bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she could be different. Uh, so. I, I am stunned in a lot of ways by this cast. It just yeah. continues. It 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 changes what I thought of the show. Right. And we're gonna dive into that, but it's like now I just almost don't know what I'm expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what excited me the most is it felt like John Favreau is a kid in a candy store. Yeah. But instead of a kid going, Oh, I get to have lemon heads and red tamales, <laughs> he's like, I get to have this legendary actor and this person you would never expect, and yeah. this person who's an amazing performer that you maybe haven't heard. Like, yeah, he's just getting to have everything. The fact that there it does tilt so much to grizzled, been there, done that, hard luck, dangerous types, yeah, makes me really excited for like the story that we're going to get about the state of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I know it's already been stated that it's a Western and it's on the edges, but I'm hoping that we get some real political perspective from people who are like, yep, the empire was rough, but that mm-hmm. new Republic mm-hmm. is playing with kids gloves and they're not reaching out here or, or even a perspective of th- this new government thinks so highly of itself. Why isn't it getting out here and helping us? Right, right. But just, 
all of the political possibilities from the of the fact that this looks like a cast who is going to be going through some hard times. Mm. Yeah, it's a cast that has 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 been there, probably going back to the Clone Wars. You yeah. know, that's that's intriguing to me. That you're gonna you could get all that history, and not that it's gonna tie all six of the films, none of that kind of stuff. But just like yes, yeah, there's gonna be stories in each one of these characters' eyes, and that's exciting. Yeah, and they're gonna different. have to have an opinion about the New Republic. Which yeah, is so fresh and juicy, and and I, I well, I hope they do. Uh, yeah, and beyond that, I'm excited. Same thing for you. I'm really excited by some of the just acting chops. I like yeah. that these are really seasoned actors, which makes me feel like it's going to be fun and funny, but just a nice depth to the to the show and the scenes. Can I also just say what surprised me is that you have the biggest names in Hollywood, A-list actors who have wanted to be a part of Star Wars, right? So when I saw this, I'm like, they're they're seasoned, they're they're cultural icons. But I wouldn't necessarily call these actors A-list. So to me, that makes me think there is a reason why they were chosen. There is something specific to these actors that they are bringing that an A-list actor is not going to bring or perhaps would even take away from these characters. And that mm-hmm. that kind of gets me excited is because obviously there's the reason, <laughs> there's a reason why they're bringing in Nick Nolte right. and not a quote-unquote A-list more hot. Actor, yeah, yeah, know? like yeah. like Bradley Cooper would probably do a great job as an actor in any Star Wars thing, but <laughs> right. it is fun to think of like ah, I can cast anyone. Bradley Cooper, nah, Nick Nolte, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the way to go. It's, it's funny to think too. If this was made in 1995, Nolte would be the Mandalorian. If it was made in like I 85, know. Carl Weathers would be the Mandalorian. <laughs> oh maybe that's maybe they've all story. been yeah. the Mandalorian. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's so awesome. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit. We touched on it. We do have cultural assumptions and strong associations about a lot of these actors. Mm-hmm. Do we want to see them lean in? I'm thinking of how much like Esposito is known for playing the, mm-hmm. the calm, deadly mastermind mm-hmm. that right, is right. Gus Fring. It's such a strong character that he nails so much. You know, it is mm-hmm. honestly hard to hear Carl Weathers without making the "you got yourself a stew" joke <laughs> from Arrested Development. Like, yeah. there's all of these strong associations. Uh, yeah. You expect Werner Herzog to say weird, <laughs> poetic, beautiful, horrifying things. How much of all of those stereotypes do you want to see leaned into, acknowledged, or do you want them ignored, broken? It's, I mean, going back to like the Carano thing, like I, I would, I think I would want her to get in a big fist fight and be like, yeah, that's because she's an MMA fighter. Yeah. So I, I tend to lean, and again, I'm not familiar with Esposito, what he's done on Breaking Bad. So. I don't have that expectation, but I could see that's what you would almost, you almost might be disappointed if that's not what you're getting. Yeah. But like Jen just pointed out, they're all cast for some reason as actors. Uh, so I almost want to just, I don't, but see, then if I don't get a weird monologue from Herzog about the ways of the force or something. Yeah. Then like, well, why cast him, right? Why cast yeah. him? Yeah. How, how do you feel, Jennifer? I think that that's, that's exactly, when I look at this cast, they're not com- the chameleon type of actor, like a Kate Blanchett mm. or Nicole Kidman where they morph into these characters and so that you don't even really know who they are. Like, we know what Carl Weathers brings. We know what Werner Herzog brings. Mm. The only one where I'm like, oh, she could maybe, like, shapeshift into something else would be maybe Emily Swallow. Yeah. Or, no, even, I think even Omid, uh, Omid Abtahi, I, th- I think that they all have a type. And I think that they're, that's why they cast him, because they want them to mm. lean into that. Yeah. Because only these people can bring <laughs> what they bring. Yeah, and uh, Omid Abtahi has has pushed his range. I mean, he often right? does mm-hmm. get cast as like the the well intentioned person who doesn't have a lot of physical, 
you know, strength, but is, you know, has a strong moral core. But he's he's played lots of different types, so maybe mm. a little bit of flexibility there, but you're right. Like, Nick Nolte is not going to be like, hello, I'm, uh, you know, a respected senator from yeah. the New Republic. You know, like, <laughs> he's going to be... Yeah, he's got to be just some rat in a dive doing something weird and awful, with right? That, with that uh, hair from his arrest, um, and Pedro Pascal is another example of. I mean, he's a great performer and a great actor, and he's a great uh, uh, personality. I'm not familiar with Narcos as much. I, I know what it is and everything in the story, but I don't. I don't. I don't watch. I still watch a lot of things to be. <laughs> I watch gardening shows, um, <laughs> but I'm expecting the Red Viper, and that might not be what is good for me, you know, yeah. I might, I should just release the ra- reins a little bit and I- anticipate responsibly <laughs> instead of speculate responsibly. Yeah. Because mm. if it's not the Red Viper and I'm like waiting for Ober Martel in space, then I might be, yeah, you know, not disappointed, but. How do you feel about that with Pedro Pascal in particular? Yeah, I, I am excited because I think that, I think he is going to be a little bit of, of what he's, what we saw in Game of Thrones, but I did see a little bit of his performance in Narcos. Mm. Uh, there, there is, yeah, there's a toughness that he can bring, but I want him to also bring that charm because I think to be able to navigate as a Mandalorian throughout, throughout the galaxy you're not just going to rough up people. Maybe you might use your words to get what you want. And I hope that he, I hope he leans into that. Yeah. Too. I he, ho- he's so good at that. Yeah. I hope he has a little bit of that element of like tough luck. Yeah. Like, oh man, the, the galaxy is hard, but I'm getting through it and I'm stinking to my, sticking to my principles mm. in Oberon, obviously famously he's cocky. Yeah. You know, and daring, yeah. you know, and it'd be fun to see him ha- have all that charm, but still play it a little bit like, <sighs> Yeah. I have to get into another fight. Right. Not like Oberon is like, right. foolish idiot, you want to fight me? Okay, I'm going to dance around and <laughs> laugh at you while I easily kill you. You're like, yeah, I'm going to stab you in the hand with a with a knife. Yeah, and, and Pascal owns that season, season four of Game of Thrones. He owns every line. Oh, yeah. So it's it's just one of the best performances I think I've, I've ever seen and many people have ever seen. So I'm, I'm so excited. But yeah, maybe there's something different. I just think it's set up as... Uh, Mandalorian Boba Fett type, you know, we hear that, and Boba Fett, of course, says four words in the movies. So, <laughs> yeah, I want more than that. But yeah, yeah, good, good, good question because it challenges it challenges our expectations for these characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be really fun to see uh, how they balance that. And speaking of balance, uh, how do you feel about the gender balance? Obviously, this is a really exciting cast. There is diversity in it, but only two women. Right? I didn't mm-hmm. suddenly lose the ability to count. Only two women. <laughs> uh, do you think this is the whole cast or do you think like with a lot of things star wars the the gender balance is coming a little bit later once the cast is filled out mm. I, I i don't think this uh, this is a full lead cast i mean bryce dallas howard is not only directing but i, I believe she's going to be in it as well okay and yeah yeah that's been one of the rumors right it's been one of the rumors yeah one of the rumors but um yeah so we'll see i don't know yeah i don't know i do think about the force awakens and with lupita nyong'o mm. and uh Gwendolyn Christie, who were announced later. Yeah. Obviously, Phasma was not as big of a role as I think we thought she was going to be. I, I am a little concerned. I Going back to Narcos, I'm loving Narcos Mexico right now. So, so good. Diego Luna is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but that show really only has like two supporting female characters. It, and it doesn't bother me. But the reason why it doesn't bother me is because it's based on like historical events. Mm-hmm. And so the, to me, it makes sense. But I see this and I'm like, oh, you guys, you missed an opportunity. OK, yeah. So maybe some of these guys are aliens. But why can't you cast like 
if you want to go with an older cast, why can't you cast an uh, Patricia Clarkson as as someone or yeah. a Mar uh, uh, what, um, what is it, Margot Martindale? Oh yeah, you know, like there's so many older female actors who would be amazing. Uh, and because it's in space, I'm less forgiving yeah. of them because this is mm. fantasy. It's not based on historical events of a, of the Mandalorian bounty hunter. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so give me something new and innovative, but, but I'm going to give them a pass because of Bryce Dallas Howard and I'm going to wait and see. I'm yeah. optimistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I mean, I, I am too. Yeah. yeah but it, it is, it is weird that a lot of these casts, even go back to the Force Awakens one. Now, the Gwendolyn, Gwendolyn Christie was, I, I believe, it, a reaction to the the, the, the pushback. Um, not a reaction, but I, maybe a correction to yeah. is more of the term I would use. But yeah, yeah, it, it's, it seems weird that uh, any production wouldn't go, here's our... 40 main players, but that's just kind of the way of it. You know, right. you know, you're yeah, not going to get, just got sick of the, the rumors and like, fine, yeah. these people yeah. have all signed on the dotted line. Let's right. announce them. Mm. Yeah. It could be something about that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm. since we're talking about this anyway, Ken, yeah. uh, if you could add to match this exotic cast, a couple of, uh, women, mm. women actors, who, who would you add? Well, I'm going to, I want to add one of my all time favorites. In fact, my the favorite actor, female uh, actor, uh, 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 Madeline Stowe. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. man, that's revenge. so good. A lot of people know from Revenge, but I mean, uh, uh, the TV show Revenge, not the movie Revenge, which she was also with yeah. in, in 1990 with Kevin Costner, God, uh, Anthony Quinn, uh, Last Mohicans, Unlawful Entry, Bad Girls, my favorite worst Western out there. Um, yeah. Okay. That's my choice. That's a good one. Yeah. I want to throw Judy Dench in there. Like, oh, why not? Why Come not? on. I mean, that just needs to happen. On... <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Come on, Favreau. Yeah. There's <laughs> Pick so up the many. phone. Yes. Get yes. Judy Dench in there. Yeah. Mm. Judy Dench belongs in space. Uh, all right. Let's talk uh, about this from a different perspective. Uh, the youngest person in this cast, I believe, is Gina Carano at 36. Mm. No one under <laughs> 35. That's Total unusual. different demographic bracket. What do you think it means that the whole cast has announced skews older? What do you think that means for the storytelling, for your feelings about the show, all of it? Ken? I'm, I'm, I, I was surprised, maybe even pleasantly surprised. Uh, is, is, you know, age and ageism, especially, uh, you know, on, on, for women uh, actors, uh, it, it's, it's a thing, you know, like it's that joke that that a great Amy Schumer sketch from a couple years ago, like, oh, you, you know, you're 40, your sex oh, appeals yeah. done. Like, right. so it's and, and I like seeing an older cast, not for any. Well, Force Awakens was younger and we have resistance and everything. Just like, OK, I like I like that we're casting these characters and, and we're not going to get a, a bunch of young, pretty people. We're going to get some older, pretty people. And that's, <laughs> and that's good, especially Warner Herzog. Old yeah. and pretty. Yeah, old and pretty. Uh, Jennifer, this is for us. This show is for us, you guys. <laughs> it's for the it's for the older fans. It really is. And I, be, yeah, that's what this. Because nowadays, all the shows are you know twenty something year old. Not all of them, but you know, there's it's, it's changing. The landscape it, it, is it's, changing. It's changing, but it's it's a, it's it's a thing. And if you're it's if you're thing. not in the industry and or been around this town for as long <sighs> as we all have, like yeah. you don't see it where you do hit a point and you're like oh you're being brought in for not just the 
mother roles, but like the grandpa mailman and like, oh, so yeah. to get a chance for Carl Weathers to have, even if it's a, a, a supporting role. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, that's, that's good. That's a good thing for the industry. Yeah. 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 It's really good. I feel like more, more older actors are getting a chance because uh, people are telling more generational stories like the mm. sequel yeah. trilogy um, or the Twin Peaks season three return had that mix of old cast, young cast. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll happily do a whole podcast about this. I really like, I've been watching Riverdale. It's, it's bizarre, but it it, <laughs> it, uh, it embraces its bizarreness, and yeah. I love it. Okay. Uh, uh, but that is very much a teen cast with you, you spend time with their parents, who are all people who were teen stars, right? right. You know, on all sorts oh. of shows of the '90s, like Skeet Ulrich, and uh, oh you gosh. have a, a woman who's on Twin Peaks. All sorts of different uh, different balances like that. But what's fascinating to me about this is the total absence. Of the younger people. Right, yeah. right. Is that means that we are just getting a different story because mm-hmm. almost right. all of our Star Wars stories has been that young person. There might be older people, but there's mm-hmm. always that young person who needs to find their destiny. Yeah, uh, passing of the baton, all that kind of right. stuff. Right. So th- to me, this says this yeah. is just structurally a different story. Yeah. This is not somebody taking their first step into a larger world. Yeah. Mm. And, that, and that's, that's, and, and, that what you're describing is key to the DNA of Star Wars and everything. But now we are past one of the things I love about this new era is we could tell some sort. I was joking the other day. I was like, I want like a Downton Abbey version of the Naboo Palace on Thede. Give me a sh- ten part series on that. And I was like, kind of joking. And later on, I was like, but that could work. Yeah. Yes. Now it could work because we don't don't need it always to be about the Force and find your destiny. I think there, you got to keep that core morality and what do you do as a twelve year? That is a theme that George put in and that, that works. But that can have this too, because yeah. you're going to have someone be like, I, I was there during the Clone Wars. Yeah. And you can learn from that, but it's still going to be an older story. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, that's so it, it could be a different kind of uh, morality tale, and for sure, a rough and tumble galaxy. You don't <laughs> cast these people unless you want to show that the galaxy is hard on you, right? We, we need to watch the pilot episode, the first episode, like at a Force Center event, and we need to pour some whiskeys. <laughs> and this is going to be a whiskey tinge show. Oh and we, Yeah, gosh. we should do a bingo card for various yeah. expectations. It's like whiskey and leather. That's what the show is <laughs> oh, like. Oh, it tastes good already. The yeah. show tastes good. The Pinterest board for this show. Great. That's great. Uh, what do you think this cast means for comedy? Because when Favreau was announced, we were all excited of like, he's a great storyteller, he can do depth, but he's got so much comedic experience he loves comedy you look at this cast they've all got comedy chops up to a point too or have appeared in comedy things mm-hmm. what do you what do you think about the comedy uh ideas of the show now mm, very dry very dry <laughs> uh it's not let's continue to describe the entire show as if it is a kind of whiskey now. i know i think it's gonna be peaty the comedy's gonna be very peaty <laughs> peaty oh leathery dry yeah, show. yeah no. i mean john giancarlo esposito is so great at weaving in comedy in a scary way which <laughs> i you know that's yeah. just that guy he's so good at that and carl weathers obviously uh i can't even think about nick nolte with Comedy. Pedro Pascal, I, we know he can. Yeah, yeah. He can do uh, the, that uh, right, yeah. What's the sequel to the movie that I loved? And I didn't see the Kingsman. I didn't see. I didn't see him in Kingsman. I didn't see Kingsman too. But I love the first Kingsman, for the most part. So yeah, he can, he can do it. He can do it, right? Nolte could just be. <laughs> funny just because he's naughty now yeah i mean i think he has gotten to that stature of like yeah. he he certainly is an actor with many credits uh, yeah. but he lives in our consciousness as yeah Nick Nolte. as Nolte. yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I am prepared for this to be 
lighter and more funny than than I maybe would have thought at the outset. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing that because I also go back to the Last Jedi when Ryan Johnson quietly was like, "It's it's also going to be funny," and when we were all like dark, gritty. Yeah. So I don't want this to only. I want some feel of the Western old New Republic galaxy, all that things we're talking about. Yeah. Tiki Waititi's directing an episode. There's oh, going to be comedy. Right. There's going to be comedy. Yeah, I think it, there's a possibility that some of it will be a little bit bigger and broader. And mm-hmm. may, I, I don't think Favreau will do this too much. A little bit winking at the camera with some mm-hmm. of the weight of these actors' associations, maybe. Uh, but I also think that it is really possible that he does go for just lots of the Han Solo sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Of just mm-hmm. you look at the classic trilogy and say, what lines play because of that rogue scoundrel? charm having a sense of humor in the face of a uh, right. hard galaxy that'll be a lot of that mm-hmm. that's my assumption I like that what do you think this cast means for the level of action because it is star wars <laughs> not just start <laughs> talk about how rough the galaxy is uh do you think there's going to be a lot of action do you think it's going to be a lot of western shootouts uh barroom brawls going to be a lot of bounty hunter parkour i think this series is going to closely resemble 80% of our databank brawls. <laughs> Bar, pushing, fight. Yep, you knocked into me. This now we have it. to fight. I, I think someone should tweet John Favreau, hey, here's databank brawl if you need some inspiration on how to film some of these fights if you haven't filmed them already. Because yeah. I don't see a lot of space fights. I don't see a lot of no lightsabers. I see... You, you you pushed me, and you, we're going to fight. You're going to get punched. <laughs> you're going to get kicked in a bar. What do you think, Jennifer? Yeah, I think because Gina Carano was the was one of the first people announced, to me, I'm like, oh, well, obviously they're going to use her background, her martial yeah. arts background, boxy background. Uh, MMA. MMA. Yeah. So, yeah. All of the above. Yeah, all of the above. Everything you said. Yes. Yeah. I one. think that that's going to be huge. And I think she's going to beat the crap out of Nick Nolte. And that's going to be her know. strength. Awesome. That's what she's going to bring. <laughs> that's going to be really unique. Yeah. I mean, and that goes back to Joseph's other question. It's like you you have her and, you know, Haywire, or they dubbed over her voice and everything. She's still fighting. Deadpool, she doesn't say yeah. much, but she's still fighting. And that's that's one of the reasons you would bring her in. Because right. she's got skills. I used, I used to root for her when she, when she fought. So uh, I want to see that. Mm. And I want to see Weathers versus Nolte. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, man, that would be amazing. Yeah, I think there is going to be a, some shootouts, some barroom brawls. I think right. Western-type violence, maybe, maybe a chase. <laughs> Some speeders. Yeah. Some speeders. Speeders Yeah, on like way. classic uh, horse chase, but one of them's on an Eopi. That'll be great. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, what do you think the cast means? Uh, what do you think it means that some of the, these people are maybe not huge Star Wars nerds? Like, uh, you know, we've, we've got to hear so many, almost every interview on a Star the Star Wars show is, this is a dream come true. I've loved this right. since I was a child. I don't think Nick Nolte knows what a Wookiee is. Like, I mean, <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I don't think you are, but but I I, I think they might know them or like them or appreciate them as film. Yeah. Like Werner Herzog, it wouldn't surprise me if he has an opinion on what they mean in the history of film. Yeah, but I don't think he is out there, you know, talking about whether the Holdo maneuver breaks the logic of Star Wars canon. You know, which it doesn't. <laughs> but I would love if it was revealed that like Herzog has his own version of Rancho Obi Wan. Yeah, <laughs> downstairs oh, in his gosh. basement. Total no, Star these Wars toys mean so much. Yeah, and like some of them might be huge fans, but not. I, uh, Omido Atabi tweeted out, "Look, yeah. Mom, I'm in a Star Wars, which is interesting because okay. he was already in one. I didn't know that the Clone Wars yeah. thing, but he was excited." Um, it's inter- interesting. I don't need, you know who I need to be a fan is John Favreau. Yeah. And that's clear. 
Uh, I love everyone. It's it's weird. We do get oddly disappointed. We've talked about Taylor Gray when he first got Ezra. He he didn't. He wasn't a Star Wars fan. And I remember Maude Garrett interviewed him at that, that Comic Con with 2014. And she came back to me, and we were still doing Jedi Alliance at the time. She's like, "He doesn't know Star Wars. He's not a fan of Star Wars." And 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 Maude and I were discussing like, "Hey, it's fine because he, he's still a great job." And he grew into a fan. Yeah. Tia Sakar, I think, grew into a fan. So, and I heard um, I heard I knew someone. Wait, I knew someone who knew someone who knew someone who knew Felicity Jones who was like, eh, I guess I'm doing some Star Wars film. Mm. Yeah. But I still think she brought it as Jen Erso. So it's weird. We want them to be fans because we want them to respect it, but they could grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel, Jennifer? I think we've moved. I think I've moved past the idea of, of having to cast someone that is a fan. I want, I think more importantly, I want them to respect the material. Yeah. I don't want them to feel like, eh. Some you know stupid Star Wars thing. I don't have to give my best. I want for them, even if they don't know what a whatever is, I want for them to treat this material as if it was, you know, I'm sure as great as it is as John Favreau has written yeah. it. Treat it like an Academy Award performance. Give give your best, and that's all I care about. I, you yeah. know, Nick Nolte doesn't need to know anything. No. Yeah, just no. show up, it's, do your job. It's, Stephen Delane is like. He did Game of Thrones for money. He didn't care one thing about it, and he's like one of my favorite characters. And he'd ask Liam Cunningham, Davos, the book guy, "Hey, what does this mean?" Yeah, and he still brings his performance. And who, who is he? Uh, Stannis. Brad oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you know, it's like, and, and I think he's just as grumpy in real life as <laughs> Stannis. But like, so yeah, they're professionals. Yeah, right. but it's an it, it's an important question for Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's a I think Jennifer that you nailed it of like. The, you don't need to know it, you just need to respect it, and you need to not be dismissive, right? Exactly. Right. And I don't think, I think all these people have signed on because they like John Favreau, they probably like the material, and I mm. think they are going to all give it their all, and I think I think a fresh perspective is good. Yeah, and I don't want to lay around this, but, but Tony Gilroy, who, who comes in and, and saves Rogue One from all accounts and gives a great third act, I don't like that he kind of almost brags that he doesn't like Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. It rubs that, me the wrong oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and I normally really like his work. And honestly, yeah, yeah. It, like, it put a ding in like, I don't know if I'm as excited to see your next movie yeah. to be, to have that dismissive attitude. Yeah. I Even, didn't care about Star Wars so I could kill anybody. Like, okay, pal. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it is. It's exactly that. Like, as I go back to, and then I'll move on, like uh, Wrath yeah. of Khan, famously, the uh, Nicholas Meyer mm. didn't didn't know Star Trek and everybody was really upset. But he saved the entire franchise right. because he came in wanting to learn and say, what does it mean? Now, mm. I'm going to take it in the direction that I think is is best, but I have respect and I want to learn what this Star Trek thing is about. Great. Mm. And I, yeah, there's the difference. Yep. Respects. <laughs> anyway, moving on. We've talked about this a little bit, but do you think this is an ensemble? Because we could be leading ourselves down the wrong thought prediction path. Or is this mostly The Mandalorian? And these are all guests of the week. And it's Carl Weathers is going to be in two episodes. I... Nick Nolte is going to be in one five-minute scene. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm expecting more guest of the week. Yeah. Arcs. Yeah. Jennifer? Yeah, definitely guest of the week. The only way I could see this cast being an, an ensemble is with a lot of aliens and CGI. It mm -hmm. just, yeah. No. Like the room would explode if they're all in it together? Yeah, it just, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot of personalities. It's a lot. It's like mm -hmm. the, uh, what was that? The, uh, and, uh, the, the one with all the action stars. 
Oh, the Expendables. The Expendables. It's kind of like that to me. <laughs> you know, I it's mean, like some of these casting choices. Yeah. 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 So I think that no, they're guests of the week, and there's more guests to come. Yeah. There's more surprises. I'm looking forward to. Yeah, I I find myself thinking of the first season of. Uh, Firefly and the only season yeah, of Firefly. I'll correct myself there. Sorry, don't <laughs> want to get anyone excited that there's a secret second season that only I know about. Uh, In your but, head, I mean it's it's not that long, but they establish very quickly that this is a this hard luck group of people trying to get by in the galaxy, and they meet you know like a, a crime boss early, and they cross him, and then that boss comes back, and like it's a very short season, but lots of recurring characters, mm. and I wonder if that's going to be it, like yeah. you piss Carl Weathers off in episode two, you got to deal with him in episode eight. Ah, I'm that makes totally sense. on board for that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. All right, so uh, wrapping up our conversation with a couple of fun questions, if one of these actors was going to have a lightsaber, which would you pick? Now you can answer that as uh, the character they're playing, or if in real life one of these actors had a lightsaber. Any way you want to answer. Oh man. Um, I was going to say Warner Herzog, but <laughs> I'm going to answer it seriously. Ooh, okay. Actually, that's an option. I don't know her. I don't know her work. But what you guys have described, I'm going to go with Emily Swallow. Ooh. Simply because if she is a Jedi who was hidden or a Padawan who never came to be a Jedi yeah. and had some kind of conflict or something. She seems like from the outset, she could be someone who's got some of that depth, that yeah. tortured conflict. I don't know if I was a Jedi or I want to be, but I have this lightsaber. Mm, nice. Nice. Oh, Jennifer. This, I mean, yeah, Emily Swallow is the most natural choice for me, but I, what about Giancarlo Esposito? Maybe he started off as a Jedi and now he's a, he's a fallen Jedi and he's become a Sith. Oh yeah. I don't know. Uh, I just think he he has a there's a calm that he brings calm energy that I think would be very uh, striking to see him holding that lightsaber. Yeah, that would be terrifying to see him with a lightsaber. <laughs> I know in such a good way. Yeah, yeah, a spice dealer with a lightsaber. Yeah, that's <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's gonna be a, a lightsaber. It seems like this might be one of those like yeah, no, I'm gonna do it without it. But I do like the idea of. Maybe it's not even any force user. It's just somebody who's found one of these weapons that survived and is selling it or using it to scare people. Mm. That's actually a great answer. That's a great speculation because I think of like uh, the sergeant from uh, Scar Squadron in the comics who has a lightsaber. Yeah. He's a big gruff stormtrooper and he has one. Yep. Because it's a weapon. Yeah, it's a weapon. You saw Finn use it like a weapon. Right. You know, not as advanced as a Jedi or a Sith or a Force user. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so I, Nick Nolte with a lightsaber. I mean, come on. That (laughs) would just, yeah. Yeah. He has no, yeah, it's very dangerous, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You're going to hurt yourself, Nick Nolte. You want to, I'll give you a haircut. You got this haircut. You mean a lightsaber? No, I use it to cut hair. Just see him like jabbing, like how, you know, how Ray kind of did in The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Kind of like that, those Uh, moves. uh, Proof she's related to Palpatine. Yeah, the Nolte Palpatine poke, for sure. All right, final question. If you could cast Werner Herzog as any Star Wars character type or alien, who or what do you pick? Who or what do you want Herzog to be? See, I could see him cast as some sort of Bendu-like character, right? Yeah. Mm. Oh, I, wow. I agree that this isn't going to be force-sensitive show, uh, force-centric show, I should say, maybe. But 
I, I like that, but also I think it'd be a loss to not have just Warner Herzog in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there he is. Yeah. Uh, there he is. We'll, we'll save save your thoughts for last, Jennifer. So okay, uh, yeah. I, I would like to see him maybe be some sort of strange political dignitary. Mm-hmm. I think that would be interesting because then he could pontificate a little bit. Uh, but I specifically want to, to be a Pantoran the uh, same species that uh, George Lucas played in Revenge of the Sith because then it would just be Werner Herzog, but he's wearing a funny hat and he's blue. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, there he is, but he's blue. That's what I want. Love Love that. (laughs) I picture him sitting in in the corner of the bar. He's always there. He's Mm. blind and he's always rambling on. And so everyone dismisses him. But then they discover that he's actually speaking some truths and that he has something valuable to offer them. Mm. A respected or a, a disrespected elder, actually. Exactly. That would come yeah. to find respect. Jennifer, how would you feel if there is a hut in this? And that's what Werner Herzog is doing, is just voicing <laughs> a hut, just saying things in Huttese. That would just be... I'd be sad for Diego Luna. I really want Oh, yeah. He I, wants to see Java. Yeah. Oh, I want yeah. for him to touch a hut. <laughs> so let's save that for the Cassian Andor series. Fair enough. Save the hut for Cassian, says Jennifer. <laughs> yeah. Why An not? unwieldy hashtag, but I think still a good one. Yeah. Save the hut for Save Cassian. Save the hut. Yes. <laughs> uh, unless there are any final thoughts, that's our look at all the great possibilities in the cast of The Mandalorian. No, great discussion, man. I got to tell you, Joseph, I, I, we've we dis- been discussing The Mandalorian in a lot of different spots. That's been my favorite discussion so far. Great questions to take us. Uh, it got, got me even a little more excited about the possibilities Ooh, of, awesome. of the cast and what could bring. So uh, thank you, sir, for putting that together. And uh, yeah, Jennifer, are you more excited for I am. Yeah. I am more excited. Yeah. I mean, we are already excited. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for the turkey legs at Galaxy's Edge. Woo. Now I'm more excited <laughs> for Mandalorian. From there, we're going to go to our audience questions. We take questions from you all on Facebook, on Twitter, on Patreon. We'll tell you where to find those spots later right now. Joe Frick at Frickator. I like that. That's like a Star Wars character. He asks, uh, how, how would you feel if Rey enacted the rule of two for the Jedi? One to carry the light, one to pass it down to with too many Jedi. One will always turn to the dark side. Hashtag Force Center. Broom boy? Question mark? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I, there's some. There's a big part of that I like that. Yeah. I like in that uh, statement there, uh, Joseph. But what do you think about Joe's thoughts here? Oh, this is a very cool idea. I really hope that without pontificating too much that episode nine does address that this is a responsibility of Ray, not only to take the Jedi forward, but how, how do I want to organize it? Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a, it's a cool idea. I don't know if episode nine would have like room to explore that. Mm. Uh, But I think it's a a really cool, just structural organizational idea. Cause normally the rule of two seems like, Ooh, spooky and secret, but then we think about it that way. It's like, no, somebody has to guard the light. Somebody Mm. has to make decisions. If we get too big, we become, stuck in organizational just chaos mm-hmm. in bad decision making so hey two of us yeah one to always pass it on and then find somebody else pass it on it's a surprisingly peaceful very cool idea yeah i i like some stuff in there uh, jen what do, you, what do you think i love this idea and immediately i want for her to choose finn <laughs> uh and not just because we play with the lightsaber uh, or finn yeah. action figure and we <laughs> give him the lightsaber at our house uh, i just think that that would be a fun adventure to see on and i know daisy ridley said she's not gonna do any more star wars films mm-hmm. but i i want to see that in a new film harrison ford said the same thing yeah. ah that's point. true yeah i love what i like is is this with too many jedi one will return to the dark side now I, you can't i don't think it's a jedi way to just assume that hey we 
we better shut everyone out if just on the fear that someone will turn the dark side. But I like that idea. That's where I can get behind it. Where yeah. maybe someone, maybe Force Ghost Luke's like, hey, you know, careful. With 12, one's not going to like you. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. There's something about that I do like there. Joshua Thorne on Facebook writes, Hey, gang, I was wondering what moments in Star Wars have made you cry. And if that cry happened on the initial viewing or ones after that, the Yoda scene in The Last Jedi and L3's final scene have finally broken me down into tears. But for someone they didn't uh, on the in, but for uh, for some they didn't on the initial viewing. So yeah, fair question here about tears in Star Wars, and I like the <laughs> initial question because I've had some I've had some tears or some misty eyes that have come later. Yeah. Mm. So what what have you, Jen? Have you cried in the theater? Oh gosh, the Last Jedi really got me. I mean, yeah, the Yoda scene definitely, but it was it was uh, Leia scene. When I thought that she, I was like, oh, is this how she's going to go out when mm. she's you know, floating there in space? And then when she used the force, it was so many years of, of wanting to see this moment. And I still get teary-eyed when mm-hmm. I watch that. It just is so powerful. I don't care about people that say, Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> yeah. It really was, it touched me in a way that, that brought me back to when I was a, a young fan. Yeah. Similar to, to Mark Riley had that in, in theater, the initial, like, he, like this is what I've wanted to see. Mm. My whole Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Mm. So he had that reaction initially, too, there. Yeah. Joseph. Yeah. Uh, that that moment uh, is one that gets to me on initial viewings because I was just so in the moment and so, like, almost more full of joy mm. to, to see her using the force uh, that it overpowered the, the more sentimentality. Um, but for me, the initial viewing, Force Awakens, I, that moment of Han and Leia hugging. Mm-hmm. After she asks him to find Kylo, mm-hmm. it, there's just something about it that is really powerful. It just felt like beyond the story of Star Wars to actually Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher mm-hmm. to me yeah. for some reason. And the power of both the the real uh, life human beings and the characters hit me in that moment for some reason. And uh, in Luke's passing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I teared up in the initial viewing and uh, in, in a sort of bittersweet good way because mm-hmm. I think the peace and purpose story always worked for me from from the get go. Uh, yeah. And now, you know, any time of rewatching, you know, if I let myself feel, the tears yeah. will come. That's that's the thing. If you let yourself feel, um, I, I, you know, like I, I remember, I'm, if, if Hans Zola dies, I'm going to cry, and and I didn't because I think mm-hmm. that was it served the story. So you kind of saw it coming, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but you see, it served the story. You knew this was like, so I was prepared for it. I think um, the Luke and Leia final moment uh, when you know I changed my hair and then yeah. whole, when he when the ghost ghost Luke first appears in story and outside of the story too because we yeah we knew we lost so that got me um but i I tell you i've been moved if you let yourself feel thinking i I joke but like i've got teary-eyed over just thinking of of radis arriving and proclaiming this is the start of the rebel alliance i I recently got moved i was watching rogue one and i started crying at Jin seeing galen's hologram yeah Um, yeah. because now what what i feel we know more about the character of Jin. um and uh the end of force awakens with ray the scav- the scavenger from nowhere standing before the the man she once thought was a myth and the the fate of the galaxy is in her hands that's a pretty powerful moment yeah and what comes next you know is a challenge and that's part of life's lessons you might think you've got to the peak and there's still another peak you must climb <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and that's seven and eight combined but at the end of seven that's a pretty powerful moment too let yourself feel kids yeah let yourself feel that's 
Good answer. From Patreon, we like to take two questions a month there from our supporters, Kai Thatch. Hey, Kai, how you doing? Let's say Captain Phasma was played by a Gina Carano type uh, instead of Gwendolyn Christie. What other Star Wars role, existing or new, would you like to see Gwendolyn play? I think she would have been great as Dryden Voss. Good question because, yep, Captain Phasma maybe wasn't what anyone thought. And um, Gwendolyn's such a great performer. We know her. Brianna Tarth, we've seen her. And she's got a great personality. So, yeah, it's it's. It, I think a lot of people want to see what else she could have done or, you know, still might do. You never yeah. know in animated worlds and everything. Joseph, what do you got? Yeah, I, I thought of Beckett. Like, oh, seeing her yeah. play the Beckett role, I think she could have really totally. pulled off well. Totally. Um, and she, she is so great at, at playing... Uh, Brienne is obviously a, a character of the light, mm-hmm. uh, who, but is still like very sort of rigid and, and imperious of like, yep. I have my duty and I'm going to stick to it. And that's obviously the little bit of phasma we get. We get that rigidity. And I think that she is capable of playing someone a little bit uh, looser and sarcastic. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see that side of her in Star Wars. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I can't get Dryden Voss out of my head that's now. Good. This is such. That's oh, such she, a yeah, great that was, casting. She, yeah, no, that, that's Gwendolyn amazing. Christie is as a leader in, in the criminal underworld. And even if she had like the so face fun. thing where she gets angry and you oh know, gosh, yeah. it'd be so fun. But you know, like you're going say with Brienne of Tarth, the rigidity and the the morality. I immediately think, well, it should be perfect as a Jedi. You know, mm-hmm. a, yeah. as a Jedi who serves as a mentor for Rey, or I don't know. It, that would be really cool to see. Yeah. As an existing character, I, I can't really zero on some. Dren Voss is good. All the, uh, I, was, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her as an original trilogy Imperial officer. Oh, right. Um, we've seen some of those characters now in the comics. Magna Tolvan. Uh, Tol- Tolvan? Tolvar? I can never, I can never quite remember. Um, she ran Edu and then forms this you know, relationship with Afro and everything. like Something like that. Yeah. Where she is, uh, f- f- we see her face, no masks. She's still got that tall, imposing, imperial oomph behind her, but then she could she could talk back. I could see her talking back yeah. to Vader. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right, Kai, great question. Sam Stobel writes, do you think it's possible Lucasfilm slash Disney would ever consider updating the CGI effects in the prequel trilogy or the special editions of the original trilogy and not actually changing anything else about them? Would any of you at Force Center be into that? Um, or have they been tampered with enough? Thanks for all the content. No, so thank you, Sam, for listening. P.S. When do we get a Star Wars Twin Peaks crossover episode? Well, Joseph, we'll start there. When's that happening? <laughs> when the people <laughs> demand it. Uh, we did do an episode quite a while back where we compared Star Wars to other things that mm. we loved. Yeah. I compared it to Twin Peaks. I think, Jennifer, you talked about Disney. Disney. Ken, I can't remember what of your many interests. It was you, probably was something stupid. I think it was Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, probably Game of Thrones. Thrones. <laughs> I don't think it was Young Guns 2. I would have remembered that. <laughs> But uh, yeah. I do I do love Twin Peaks, and it's great to hear from another Twin Peaks fan. And I do think there's really cool crossover. So maybe we'll find the right Force Center episode to talk about those mm-hmm. cool thematic crossovers. As far as CGI changing it, that is a that's a great question. I just saw someone tweet the other day, and I got it. I got where they're coming from. It was it was a little aggressive, but they were like, with all the change in TV technology, it's how you watch it. I just can't watch the prequels anymore. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I understand it. Boss Nass is looking more and more like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Oh. As, as 4K TVs and everything coming. Yeah, I mean, for sure. He looks like the penguins dancing with Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Those are pretty good. Uh, yeah. But the, the penguins are not supposed to be photorealistic. It's a compliment to the penguins in an insult yeah. to Boss Nass's oh uh, backside so, on his robes in particular. Oh. I mean... 
I'd be okay with this, Jen. No. I don't think it will happen. No. <laughs> but Jen I'm, says no. I'm like Gary Kurtz. I, I like the idea of, of preserving these films as a piece of film history, right? Mm-hmm. I, I like that. They're little time capsules of where we were. I don't think it will happen also unless George wants to do it. And I just think Disney doesn't want to open that can of worms. Right. I, they don't want to go down that road. And yeah. I don't think George is itching. Maybe he is itching to do it, but yeah. Disney's yeah. not going to yeah. open the door. <laughs> I don't know that they would ever do it, but a thing that I would find perfectly interesting is what uh, the classic series of Doctor Who does is for some episodes they have, you can watch it with certain shots being new digital things. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're kind of just, to, I think, to test and to play around in, and because the Doctor Who, uh, the DVDs and now the Blu-rays have always been really like, we want to throw a bunch of fun content in there. Yeah. Uh, so that would be fun if you can, because then you can just watch it in isolation. Mm, mm-hmm. So you could just say like, ah, I I just want to watch all of the altered shots from Phantom Menace, or you could but, say I want to watch it with the altered shots inserted. It's a lot of time and money. Yeah. yeah. So unless it does get to a point of where like Star Wars has been a little quiet and they really want to sell us all the movies again, mm-hmm. yeah. that might be a way to do it. But to me, I like that. I would like it if it was an option. Options I don't need good. the movies to be updated again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as someone who owns the uh, DVD and has the puppet Yoda and Phantom Menace still, <laughs> um, trying to correct that. Um, yeah, it's a good idea because I, I, again, I think if I think I always go, people are like talking bad about the prequels. I do go to the, that Sam Jackson moment where he's clearly on a soundstage and not the sands of Geonosis. Um, it does it does stand out to me. It, a lot of the stuff do, does, and it, and and maybe the prequels would be appreciated different if if the clones looked real, all that kind of stuff. But mm. yeah, that's that's a can of worms that I don't think they want. Yeah. But Sam, great question. Kai, Joshua, and Joe as well. Thank you so much. If you have a question, want to reach out, or thoughts on today's episode and your expectations for The Mandalorian, several places to do it. Go to Twitter at Force Center Pod. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. We do have an Instagram page. I swear I'm going to start posting more from it. Uh, we have a website, forcecenterpod.podomatic.net, a one-stop shop where to find our stuff, including T Public, where tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. You can get a, a Force Center shirt, sticker, coffee mug, tweet us pictures of your merch and we'll share it with the world podcast available in a lot of places like podomatic iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, google play stitcher and tune in and on patreon you can support us and help us reach our goals if you so choose right joseph that is right we are still building to some fun new goals and we got some uh, shiny new things coming in the new year as well so if you want to help us reach those goals and keep the podcast going you can go help us at patreon.com slash four center Absolutely. We would be remiss if we didn't mention our YouTube page, which is growing and on December 26th, I believe, or so. Yes, we have a surprise. We have a surprise for all of you. So stand oh, by. Yeah. If you haven't subscribed, just give it a subscribe, <laughs> uh, a like, all those kind of things. We are trying to break the algorithm, break through the ceiling of the algorithm <laughs> on YouTube. So uh, follow us over there as well. We are almost out of here. But before we do, we'd like to say goodbye and let you know where you can follow us in the non-Star Wars world, which is often the Star Wars world. Jennifer, where are you at? <laughs> you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, talking about Star Wars. What else? And talking about Star Wars and being a mom. Those are my two things. At Jennifer Landa. I forgot to say where. Very important. Oh, boy. Very important. <laughs> Joseph. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. Uh, you can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com, for shows and comedy albums. I have a holiday comedy album if you want to get in the mood for the holidays. Uh, and I have a New Year's show on New Year's Eve. That's all info on that is my live shows page on josephscrimshaw.com. Absolutely. Check it out. You can follow me at Ken Napsuck across all social media platforms, including the new podcast version of Motivations with Ken. Because why not have a ninth feed of podcasts out there in the world? Uh, go to napsuckfiles.podomatic.net for more information. That is it. We're going to have a big holiday Q&A next week. Well, let's get ready for Warner Herzog in the corner of that space cantina. We'll see you all next week on Force Center. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.